Sit back, relax, grab your motherfucking tea, and come take a sip with the minorities. Hosted by your melanated queen, Darielle, favorite it boy, Logan, and your token gay, Chris. Chris, answer this question for me. There's a volume button on my microphone, and I want to know if it actually does anything or if it's just for when I have headphones, like, plugged into it, okay? Okay, it's, first of all, it's definitely the volume of your voice. Well, but. see, that's what I thought, but I can't, I didn't hear a difference when I tried to do the test on it. Okay, so start at the bottom and then just talk the entire time while you turn it all the way up. Well, see, that's my thing, is there's no bottom. I can just infinitely turn it left, and then infinitely turn it right. And it it just is a circle, and I can just turn it as many times as I want. Yeah, that was to the left, and this is to the right, so that's why I'm assuming it's for when I have headphones plugged in. Because it's making no difference, is it? It's not. Okay, so that answers my question, then. Do you have to, do you have to like, click it in first? Yeah. So, if I click it, that changes my... Where's the thing? Oh, wait. I don't think I've ever done that before. So that turns it off? <laughs> <laughs> this is the button. If I switch it, it sounds like... Doo -doo. Doo -doo. Hello. Hey, Queen. Hey. How will be? Good. How are you? I'd be good. I'm at Walmart. Did you need anything? No. Oh, thank you. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, okay. uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. Okay. Chris, do you just want to restart? Okay, so good. Thank you for asking, Queen. Okay. Why? Right, I love yeah. you, and I will see you when I get back to the house. You too. We're gonna restart the whole intro. Okay. I'm down. <laughs> Alright, welcome back ladies, gays, theys, and the people that aren't them. Thank you for clicking on this episode of the podcast. Today, uh, my topic is televangelism. This is something that I'm sure a lot of you have heard about. I've told these two about it, maybe like, I told Darielle about it yesterday, I told Chris about it like a half an hour ago. Um, and uh... The definition of a televangelist, for those of you who don't know, is an evangelical preacher who appears regularly on television to preach and appeal for funds. So whether you've like seen them on TV, um, that kind of thing, I'm sure all of you have heard about them, and they've, I'm sure, been in pop culture in your lives at some point. Um, so yeah, that's my topic for today. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting. There is a little bit of a disclaimer here. Um, this is a religious topic. Uh, there, it's a little sensitive. Um, I don't mean to offend anyone by any of the things that um, I'm talking about. It is all just research that I've found. Um, if there's things that you know about it that we don't, you are more than welcome to come in and tell us um, how we were wrong, or um, if there's ways that you think that we can talk about it better. Um, but this is just the topic for today. Um, it's not meant to offend anyone. We're just kind of in it for a good time and also to teach you guys a little bit about um, our perspective on something that was so big in America. But before we jump into that, we're gonna do a little mental health check. So, who wants to start? Christopher, you wanna start? Yo, I can do that. Go for it. Alright, I'm gonna do a mental health check for like the last week. Um, things are going really good at work. Uh, we actually hired a new employee. So right now I'm a lead, and uh, we hired somebody that is like directly under me. We hired a new DSP. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, she is awesome. I appreciate her so much. She's doing so good, and she's only worked there for like a week and a few days. Um... Which is super. She's just lightening the workload a whole lot, and I appreciate it. Um, one other little That's thing. Awesome. Yeah. 
One other little thing is yes, uh, yesterday I actually got a couch from an old employee, an old coworker. Um, it is so cute. It's a lot bigger, and I kind of messed up the walls bringing it downstairs. Like the the hallway is super super messed up right now. But other than that, <laughs> that would it be great. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing that you can't fix. So cute. Right? Exactly. I got a whole bunch of other repairs to do on the house, anyways. So. Yeah, I oh, my inspection coming up in two weeks. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's so, get on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, overall, I'd say pretty good. That deserves some snaps in the chat. Sorry, that was late. I was taking a drink. No, you're good. Snaps in the chat. Hell yeah. <laughs> snaps in the chat. Pretty good. You want to go next? Yeah, I can go next. Oh yeah. Um. Last week was really rough. <laughs> um, I had my grandpa's funeral last week, so that kind of super sucked. But it was a really, really nice service. So it was really nice to kind of get that uh, closure, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of weird about stuff like this, so you know. <laughs> but I'd say all in all, you know, I'm doing... Like, pretty okay, for the most part. You know, taking it one day at a time. Just trying to motivate myself to get out of bed. <laughs> oh! Hell yeah. We're here, and we're kicking. Hell yeah. So, I'd say overall, I'm doing pretty good. Hell yeah. All right. Chat. Snaps. In the chat. <laughs> All right, Logan, <laughs> how you doing? Um, I'd be doing pretty good. This last week, um... It was, I don't know, I guess, like, I was trying to have, like, a better headspace because I knew you were kind of going through a hard time. So the last week really wasn't, like, all that bad. It was, like, obviously it was really sad. Um, but it was really nice to be able to be there for you and just, like, um, know that if there was anything that you needed to talk about, that, like, I could be there for you for that. Um, and same with Brian. I'm sure he had a really rough week, too. Um, but overall, it was it was just a really good week. Um, uh, roommate stuff is really good. Uh, I still fucking love living with Bianca. Um, she's one of my that favorite plus. people in the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, haven't really been up to much lately. Just kind of working, doing all of that stuff. So I'd say overall, mental health this last week. Pretty good. Hell yeah. Pretty hey. good all the way around. That is yeah. what we like to hear. Snaps. Yeah. Snaps. <laughs> Multiple fingers. I don't think it's going to catch any of the snaps because no. Chris just sitting next to his microphone and I heard no. nothing. So, yep. everybody that's listening to Tiny us, we can feel the power of your snaps via <laughs> spiritually. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're snapping Very for true. you. We know you're snapping for us. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, oh, never mind. Oh, take this part out. It's irrelevant right now in the mental health journey portion. All right. <laughs> you still want to say it though? Later on, I will. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. But, but yeah. So that's good. Oh, Everyone has good mental health for the most part, which is awesome. Oh yeah. We love to hear that, and we still would love to get mental health checks from you guys. We no. have yet to really have anybody correspond with us on anything mm -hmm. so if you guys want to reach out and start doing that we would love that yeah mm -hmm. we're all Very one true. big community and we gotta be there for each other and that's what we want to do so true true let us know how you're doing because we want to know we care we do care absolutely yeah. oh yeah all right so, logan i guess i'll be taking it away Oh, before he jumps into his thing, this is the announcement that I wanted to make. Sorry, I thought there was something else that came out. <laughs> um, the announcement I want to make is just more of like a big thank you, because we have had mm -hmm. Chris showed us some of the stats on our different platforms that we're on, and we have listeners from so many different places all over the world Whoa. now. And we are just so grateful, and we cannot thank you guys enough for even listening to us for five minutes. Yeah. Ramble on about Hell nothing. Yeah. 
Like, so we tough. love you guys, and we do it for you. It's mm-hmm. all for you guys, and we love you very much. So thank you for listening yeah. to us. Yeah. Absolutely. So cool. We put in a lot of work to this podcast, you guys. And we do. Seeing yeah. the support you guys give us, it makes it so worthwhile. Yeah. Agreed. It's already been a year since we started it. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, and you guys have just grown it so, so, so much. And we couldn't be more thankful. So thank you from all of the minorities. Yes. I love them. You bags. <laughs> that honestly though, really. Real talk right now, guys. They have been trying to call these <laughs> bags since the beginning of this podcast. When this episode comes out, I am going to put a poll on Instagram that day. Oh, please. And I want you guys to interact with it and tell us if you like that nickname. And if not, send us some ideas for a different one. Because I am not on board with this yet. I love it. <laughs> and so when this poll, when this episode comes out and the poll is up, let us know. Because yeah. we do want to know what you think about that. <laughs> I think it is so perfect. Everything is so tea oriented, so we gotta call them yeah. tea bags. It just sounds so raunchy on the ears. That's because gamers ruin it. <laughs> just kidding. I'd be tea, tea bagging people in Dead by Daylight. Oh, I was about to say, you literally did that to me less than an hour ago. True. <laughs> was, he was dead on the ground, and I was just like, "Hey." <laughs> oh my. Okay. But yeah, uh, I think that those are for the announcements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. All well, right. Jump into it. Let's get into this. I don't have to beat her, do you? I'm just telling you to get closer to the mic. Okay. So, um. Our, the topic is televangelism. I already told you guys the definition. Um, let me see if there's anything that I can get um, that would be helpful. Um, basically, like, I know all of you remember you'd fall asleep watching TV on a weekend or something, and you'd wake up at 3 in the morning to this loud-ass commercial of, like, gospel music, and it would be, like, some dude... Um, like talking about god for like three minutes and then at the very end they'd be like well you can send in your seed money right now or you can send in your donations right now um and it like secures your um like it hold up i gotta look at it um oh okay so it basically just like proves that you are like, the amount of money that you're sending is you proving to God that, like, you, like, follow him and, like, you would do anything for him. And, like, money is of no object, so you you could send money. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. That sentence in itself. Mm-hmm. Garbage. Yeah. Crash. Yep. <laughs> um, and... So I'm sure all of you remember remember those commercials, because um, I definitely do, and I always thought they were super weird and kind of cringy, and I thought it was really weird that somebody who was preaching about, like, God and, like, community and faith is asking for, like, absurd amounts of money. Um, yeah, this isn't no like twenty dollar donation oh, type stuff, is it? No, no. So let me see. like those infomercials. You can get this for nineteen ninety nine plus shipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. You can go to heaven like... for twenty dollars. <laughs> exactly. Let me see. Jesus, <laughs> literally. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. On these on these commercials, um, the they would announce or they wouldn't like announce they would ask for these donations um and they would usually call it like a seed donation um or just like a seed and they're asking you to plant the seed for god to send them money so that you can secure your spot in heaven so that you can prove to god that you that you follow him no matter what that makes no fun understand how people a don't view that as a cult Mm -hmm. and b how 
like, how can you look and hear something like that and be like, yeah, I want to donate $2,500 yeah. to plant my seed for Literally. God? Literally, like, I'm what? I'm sorry. That's some uh, wild what? shit. It is. And, like, so it wouldn't, I mean, I'm sure they would. They would take the donations that were that big, but they would ask for ones that were, like, $333 or... $111. Little numbers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. lord. Taking advantage of people's... I don't know. Just just taking advantage of people, basically. And the things that they believe in in order to get money from them. Um, let's see here. So, there have been people um, whose entire lives... Um, have been ruined over their them giving money to um to these televangelists. Um, they there was this one story that I found, um, and it was of this couple. I'm trying to see if I can find the exact one. So I'm not sure if I can find that article again, but it was about this couple who, um, they had like seen the televangelists on TV, and so. Um, and they were devout Christians, like, they followed, they followed God really closely, and they always went to church, um, but they had a really sick daughter, um, and they really didn't know what to do, yeah, and they couldn't afford, um, surgeries and things like that, but it literally, like, the, in the article, I remember it saying, uh, the husband was up late one night, and he saw one of those commercials come on. And he saw it as a sign from God because he was asleep and he woke up and the commercial was on. And so he started like sending um, donations, like whenever he could, he would send his seed donations, um, hoping that um, at some point that maybe they would be able to help him in return or that, you know, something would happen for his daughter that would be kind of miraculous. And he kept doing that and doing that, and his daughter kept getting sicker and sicker, and she ended up having to go into surgery, Um, and she came out of the surgery okay, but the bills were, like, insane. They were upwards of, like, $250,000. Sounds about right. And, um, so he ended up writing a letter to the one of the foundations of the televangelists that he was sending the money to i think it was um, these guys i wish i could remember exactly who it was um but the reply that they got from the foundation basically was that if we sent you money for um for this surgery then we'd have to send money to everybody who sends us requests for things like this this is what i hate about those foundations like what especially people in such vulnerable states Mm -hmm. those are the people who are going to donate the people who think that it is Listen, it is God I, talking to them. I am a like, believer of things, like, happening for a reason. Like, I, I believe there is a God. I do. Mm-hmm. But what I don't understand is, like, you donate to something like that because you think it's a sign from God. But, like, like how, how, do, you, how do you, in your heart, look at something like mm-hmm. that? The way that it is phrased, the way that it is pitched to you. At three o'clock in the morning as an infomercial just to send them money for what? Literally. They're not going to give you, they're not going to give you doctor recommendations. They're not Mm going to give you any help. Mm -hmm. The fact that they sent that message back Mm -hmm. is all the information that you would need to be like, this is a bunk agency. Really? Why would anybody send money to them? They're just collecting money. And what are they, are they just sitting on it? Are they just sitting on these thousands of dollars that they are mooching off of people? Yep. What are they doing with it? The people who are running this company are using that money to buy themselves nice things. Exactly. In the name of... And these are. Is- this is all in quotes, in the name of God. Mm-hmm. Like... It's insane. It's like those... Absolutely. Preachers that have those massive houses, that have tons of land, have these... 
have, like, cleaning services and chefs and, like, they have people in their church who are starving, who are homeless. Where are these donations going? Yep. Where right. Where is this money it's going, going directly to? directly into these preachers' and pockets. Do you actually think that after you die and go to heaven and you're with God, do you think there's any currency out there? Why do you think God cares about money? No, it is a that's physical what thing that's what... that man controls. It has nothing to do with a higher power or God or anything. And the miracles, all this even... to say, if you guys ever see these commercials and people are trying to ask you to send them hundreds of dollars to secure your place in heaven, please don't. <laughs> like, just pray to God and that will get him to talk to you. Exactly. You don't have to send money to these people in order to have a relationship with them. God does not collect taxes. No. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> and if, that's an awesome way to put if he it. he did, that's kind of fucked up. So, but that's a different story. <laughs> um... Let me, I have to find, I have to find this article because um, it goes into this, um, so after it kind of told that story, there was this journalist that um, was kind of trying to follow the, just follow the money, um, and, or maybe he was just a guy that had heard that story, and he was like, that's fucked up, and I'm gonna do something about it. Um, but basically, he, like, opened his own, um... I don't want to call it a company. Oh. I guess, yeah, we'll just... He kind of opened his own, like, little company. Um, and all it was was... It was a... Or no, it was a non-profit organization. Um, and the whole purpose behind it was to go in and look at, like, the tax records for all of these people and look at where all of this money is going. Um, there was this... Um, I have to I have to find the names. All right here. We're going to go We're going to do the backers. So there was this couple um and they were both um I guess like televangelists. They uh, if there's any um televangelists that any of you have heard of, it's definitely going to be um these guys. So their name is um their names are Jim and Tammy Faye Backer. Um, they uh, basically um, are one of the most like defrauded televangelists uh, in America, and that's probably why you have heard of them, because they were doing exactly that. They were taking the money, and they were using it on multiple mansions and luxury cars and private jets, and... Um, then, like, to sum all of that up, they there was, like, a sex scandal with them um, where the husband, who was the televangelist, because this is America in the 70s and 80s, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't Tammy, unfortunately. He was having an affair with a woman, um, and it turned out that it wasn't really an affair. He assaulted her. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, so that kind of like brought their whole their whole empire down. But before all of that happened, they were driving around in Rolls Royces and Bentleys. And, and were they just preaching at people? They weren't like actually helping anybody. They were just going to these massive conferences and just preaching, just talking yep. to people and charging yep. them money for and it. And like having their own little televised show on TV where they would preach at people and then... Said, I will lay my hands on you and you will feel the spirit. Said, nah, I paid $500. I feel nothing. Exactly. I you feel nothing. some gold flakes on me. Exactly. Like, give me some, like, some milk from God or something. Like, give me something. I don't know. That's just, I, I, okay, here's my thing. Is people like that make preachers who have heart and like spirit yeah look care about yeah, exactly they take their i think the lady you're talking about i've seen in a video and there was someone talking about how she took i don't even want to call it inspiration because she straight up just like ripped this guy off she took his like charisma and the way that he preached his word and she did it but she did it to her audience and the people that she knew she could 
like, like squeeze some emotion and squeeze like the vulnerability mm-hmm. out of them or whatever. So when I hear stuff like that, because it's like the, and the word of God, like, let it rush through you and feel it, like that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. you make people believe it because of the way that you're, and some people, like real preachers, like real honest to God people who believe in the word of God, who are actually trying to help people, you will feel something from them. But people like that, it's an act. It is all an act, and that is what is scary, is it's an act. They were driving around in these luxury cars and flying around on these private jets, and did anyone question it? Probably not. No. Well, and they're so secretive about it, too. They hide the tax records. They're a church. They, they're they tax-exempt, so the IRS has to, like, really, like, bust their ass to try and get any sort of financial records from them because they're a religion so anyone can just start up their own church and be tax exempt as long as you can prove that you're a church and you have followers and you're yep yeah that's why oh my god no go ahead i was just gonna say have you ever heard of the religion of the flying spaghetti monster no what yep it's classified as a real religion and it's tax exempt i unfortunately that doesn't super fucking surprise me wow loopholes oh my oh my wow okay oh my gosh oh my gosh oh that was the other big thing about them they wanted to open what they called the christian disneyland um, so funny. they had like broke ground on this 500 acre um, amusement park, basically, and they were asking people to send them thousand dollar donations. Oh, and sorry, it's not a 500 acre. It was 2,300 acres of land Close. for a 500 room hotel and water park complex that they called Heritage USA. Yeah. Jeez. I don't like that. No. Nah. So he basically, he asked his followers to give $1,000 donations for lifetime partnerships that would entitle them to an annual three-night stay at the Heritage Grand Hotel. Only three? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Problem is, there were way too many people giving $1,000 donations, and there weren't nearly enough hotel rooms. Um, He sold more than 66,000 of those lifetime partnership donations. So, and I I did the math on this. Whoa. Let's see. 66,000 times $1,000 is $66 million. That was just in the $1,000 donations alone. Let let alone all the people that were sending the small donations. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. They took more than $66 million from people to build this place. Um, And then... um. Basically, his wife started having um, mental health issues. She had a breakdown because she, I'm pretty sure, just wasn't okay with what was going on. She knew that they were taking money from people and spending it on themselves. And um, they had, in order um, to, like, open this place, they had taken out, like, a $100 million loan from somebody or had gotten, like, a grant or something from somebody. And, um, during all of this, she was, uh, being treated for drug dependent dependency. She was having some issues with, um, prescription medications. And so, I mean, no offense, but you know, the Christian community, they're very, very quick to vilify people for things like that. And so that obviously doesn't look good. For their quote unquote vices. Yeah. And, um... So after all of this was going on, um, in their hometown newspaper, uh, someone, or the newspaper was called the Charlotte Observer, uh, published an expose revealing that Jim Backer had had a sexual encounter more than six years earlier with Jessica Hahn, a young church secretary from Long Island, New York. Um, the ministry that he served, um, tried to pay more than $200,000 in hush money, 
um, to this woman. Um, but let me see here. It doesn't really talk about how, um, like it doesn't go into detail what she says about it, but she, um, it says in this article, she, she being Jessica Hahn later told me that she doesn't really feel comfortable talking about it in those terms, but she also clearly didn't believe that it was, that it was consensual. So this preacher stealing all of this money from his followers, um, is putting his wife through hell causing her to go through all these mental issues. I'm sure she probably had a little bit going on up there on her own, but this is something that would really fucking not help. That's a lot of stress and a lot of lying that you have to do to cover for somebody. And then come to find out he's also cheated on her before. And while that's not necessarily something you should vilify somebody well if you're if you're in the public eye as yeah. much as they were you, it, that is something that would drive you crazy through all of this um it kind of their whole little empire that they had built um just kind of collapsed to the ground um Ugh. they it's this lady pretty sure so jim backer was indicted in 1988 on eight counts of mail fraud 15 counts of wire fraud and one count of conspiracy um, Tammy wasn't indicted, um, but the big thing was how could she have not known? She was wearing the fur coats, she was wearing the rings, she was living in the mansions, she was driving the cars. Oh, don't but, I never have liked that argument. Yeah, I have I never really had, I've never Especially sat Especially when you're well in with love that. with somebody, it's something that- I mean, yes, the love is blinding argument is one thing, but it's also like- like love bombing at the same time because in order to keep her silent if she's just getting drowned in all of these gifts and lavish trips and fancy wines and all these indulgent things i wouldn't question something like that i'd be like oh my gosh we're doing so well so we must be going on all these vacations because it's going so good Mm -hmm. like why is there any reason to question it when you're right in the thick of it if you and granted, we don't know that she didn't have a hand in it, and that could have been part of the reason that she got, you know, went a little bit mad. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> even if she did have a small hand in it, obviously the puppet master was her husband. Oh, yeah. Because he was, like... He was the face of Even everything. if you even just look at Christianity, you take a step back from who they are as as, like, celebrities, if you want to put it that way. Take a step back, look at how Christians look at a relationship dynamic. The man is the final say-so in a household. Mm-hmm. That is just how... And I'm not saying that's how all Christian dynamics work, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, but if like you're going like... Christian. Yeah, a fundamentalist Christian is going to go based off of, like, biblically what is mm-hmm. okay. So that is the man is the mm-hmm. man of the household. He is the king of his castle, like, that type of thing. So if that's the case... The female probably doesn't have a lot of say in the finances. She probably doesn't have a lot of say in what they spend the money on. Aside from getting, like, you know, here's $5,000, like, don't talk to me. Yeah. Is essentially what would be happening. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like if they had, like, 15, 16-year-old kids. Would you blame the children for spending the money, for doing the things, for going to the places? Because they didn't know. Hmm. And even... To them, that's their life. Exactly. And to her, that could have just been her life. Because, like, she had been doing the preacher thing for so long. She had seen the success of it, obviously. Oh, yeah. So, like, why would it be any... Exactly. That's exactly the good way to put it. It's just a human thing. Get caught up in it. Even the most godly person, money goes to their head. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Um, let's see here. Trying to see how... Oh, okay, so... He was finally found guilty um, on all 24 counts of what he was charged with. Um, he was sentenced to 45 years in prison in order to pay a $500,000 fine. Wow. I know, what? crazy for a straight white Christian man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty just. 
better than what we've seen recently, honestly. Seriously. Um, he... (laughs) Well, in 1991, the appeal court upheld his conviction but granted him a sentence reduction hearing, during which he was granted a reduced prison sentence from 45 years down to 8 years. He ended up serving almost 5 years of death before being paroled in 94. Twenty-five to eight, mm-hmm. and then served five. Yeah, that's Stole ridiculous. Sixty-six million dollars. Oh, I hate the justice system. Yeah, I hate. It's like clown college, mm-hmm. honestly. And yeah, literally, fuck. <laughs> A bunch of fucking clowns driving around in their little clown cars. That we that our tax dollars pay for. Yeah. Every two fucking years. The wee-woo wagons. Wee-woo wagons. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, while Jim Backer was in prison, Tammy got a divorce, and she remarried, went on to live her life. Um, and not oh. be the scum of the earth? Hopefully. Turns out, the guy that she married was one of the contractors for the Heritage Place, and he went to prison for 27 years. <laughs> she knows how to pick them, that's for sure. That's a yeah, horrible one-two punch right there. I said that's from God. Yeah. Really. <laughs> oh. Now we're just talking about Tammy Faye, just because I feel like she deserves to be talked about now. Um, she also struggled a little bit with cancer. Um, it ended up uh, spreading to her lungs. Um, and in May 2007, she announced that she was going to stop uh, cancer treatments, and she passed away two months later. Hmm. So she's been gone for a little while now. Um, See, and but Jim is... Backer's still alive, doing he... his preachy bullshit. And she didn't do anything, did she? No, she didn't. So that's even more reason to believe that she didn't know anything was going on. Mm-hmm. And he, who knows, he could have been feeding her the fucking drugs to begin with. To make that's her exactly. go what they call quote-unquote crazy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When I first started reading this, I was like, mm. That's some sus that's shit. Some that is crazy. the tea. Right, motherfucking there. Yep. That is the minority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. Um, and then let's see, because there's a, there's so many televangelists. I'm gonna just scroll through this list. I'm gonna. That was a. I really things. liked that you picked that couple though, because wow. Yeah, crazy. I can't believe she didn't like. I'm happy she didn't serve any time, but I can't believe she, did. she didn't serve any time. Mm-hmm. Because she was, I mean, she was. I think it's horseshit that he only served five years. The other guy was a contractor, and he got 27. Mm. He probably had to serve the whole 27. Yeah. I'm sure. uh, Mm -hmm. Oh, God. He probably used used some of that $66 million to pay for all of his fucking court fees. Mm. Oh, I'm sure. Because you know that I'm he sure. shelled some off to some offshore fucking account where they couldn't get access to it. Oh, absolutely. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Five years? Mm. What? Yep. Oh, Ugh. my God. So, um, here's another name that you guys may have heard of. Um, Kenneth Copeland. Um, might not be ringing a bell. The only reason I know it is because they... There's a video game called Days Gone that makes kind of makes fun of him. There's this crazy like preacher guy. It's a zombie apocalypse. Um, there's this crazy preacher guy that always gets on and like is preaching about God, and his name is Kenneth Copeland. Uh, <laughs> this was really funny. Um, he he was um, born in 1936, so you know he's he's got them old views, um, and he's still out. Um, he's on TV now. He was in 2020. He was preaching about um, how his followers um, would be healed by the virus and that the pandemic was over in 2020. Um, uh-huh. incorrect. Yeah. So you know, um, lots of. Uh, Said so I don't know what off-brand God you're talking to, but he lied. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the Kruger brand God. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, here's another name that you guys, I'm sure, have heard of. Billy Graham. I don't think I've ever heard that name. No? Have you? Yeah, I totally you have. heard that name. Yeah, he, um... Well, I think that he was actually one of the, like, most decent ones. 
Um, he was a televangelist, but he, I don't think he really ever asked for donations or anything like that. Um, he really just used the platform to preach, uh, gospel and, um, let's see here. So would you qualify? Like, have you guys ever heard of like the 700 club? It's like a televised, um, I I can't tell you 100% what it is. I just know that my grandpa used to watch my it. My grandma used to watch that, and I always thought it looked really boring. So it's like, it was like a religious, it was a religious type thing. I didn't pay attention enough to see if they asked for money or anything, but I want to know if the 700 Club would be a similar vein to, like, a televangelist type. Like, would it be under that umbrella? Because they are on TV. Does a televangelist, do they only qualify as that if they're taking money from people? So, I don't... I I think, I actually, I think that might be right. I think that is what qualifies them as a televangelist. Um, yeah, yeah. So, it's an evangelical preacher who appear, appears regularly on television to preach and appeal for funds. Okay, that makes yeah. a lot more sense then. Mm-hmm. But you don't think about, no one cares to look up the definition because they don't see them as a televangelist. They see them as a a preacher. preacher, The words. Exactly. The good word of God to everybody that they can. Mm -hmm. And it, I, it's honestly, it's just sickening because it's like, these, obviously these people are not necessarily vulnerable, but they're in a place where they're searching for religion they're searching for something higher than themselves and these people just see that and they take advantage of it and they take their money and they use it to spread unfortunately misinformation and it just i don't know it's kind of it's kind of crazy but then there's people like billy graham who actually did use the platform to um just spread the word of God and, like, try and get it out to people and um, talk to people and relate with them. Um, so just... to So, okay, that being said, so that guy, he wouldn't qualify as a televangelist then? Because he wasn't doing it for the funds? I guess, yeah, like, not necessarily. Like, he, he was a televised preacher, like a televised evangelical... Um, but yeah, I guess he, he necessarily, he wouldn't necessarily. So he was just an example of the way that it should have been Mm -hmm. done as opposed to the way that it was being done for what a televangelist should have been. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, there's always got to be at least one good apple, right? (laughs) Somewhere. (laughs) See here. So I know there was. Okay. So. This is just a USA Today article, but it does have, um, uh, it just kind of breaks down some of, like, the most popular televangelists and, um, like, kind of the controversies that they faced. Um, um, Kenneth Copeland recently, um, came under fire for a viral Inside Edition video, um, in which he defended having three private jets. Oh, um, what the fuck? He also... I don't even think the Kardashians own that many private jets. No, seriously. He justified his... That's what the article says. He justified his jet setting by saying that he could not uh, evangelize without the aircraft. If I flew commercial, I'd have to stop 65% of of what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah? You can't preach to the people at the airport while you're waiting? Isn't that what you're supposed to do is spread the word of God? Mm Mm-hmm. So if you have six delays, that means that's six opportunities for you to spread the word that much more mm-hmm. in different areas. Like, so why wouldn't you want to do that? To that many more different, different kinds of people, too. Like, mm. Mm. Poking holes already. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Poking interviewer that was talking to him. <laughs> exactly. Um, the interviewer that was talking to him brought up um, a statement that he had made uh, back in 2015 in which he compared flying in commercial class to getting in a long tube with a bunch of demons. Oh mm-hmm. my god! Those are your followers! Your fo- Those people on those planes could be your followers! Literally. What are you talking about? Yep. So yep. people that can't afford a to private get private jet. jets yep. are demons and cockroaches yep. is what I'm hearing. Yep, basically. Alright. Wow. Yeah. 
It's like, okay. And these people are on TV, and, like, people follow them, and, like, believe in the things that they have to say. And that shit's kind of motherfucking crazy to me. <laughs> um, um, another, another one is um, Franklin Graham, which is actually Billy Graham's son. Um, he... He made statements about um, a one of the Democratic presidential candid- candidates, uh, Pete Buttigieg. I think that's what his name. Last name. Yeah. Um, he said, um, "As a Christian, I believe the Bible, which define or I believe the Bible, which defines homosexuality as a sin, something to be repentant of, not something to be flaunted, praised, or politicized." He wrote on Twitter. The Bible says marriage is between a man and a woman, not two men, not two women. Um, and yeah, he just came under fire for that. So you know, that he's also a recently Bro, what the fuck? Yeah. Welcome to the twenty first century. Get with the program. Seriously, well, and that, so that's the other thing. So a lot of these guys, after um, after they had all their scandals in the eighties and the nineties with some of them. And the internet came out. They moved to other platforms like Twitter and to YouTube. What a shocker that like, is! And they're just like, oh, I don't know. It's it's crazy to me that like such hateful people can come out of something that's supposed to be so good, and like it doesn't make sense. Like, if you get a platform like that, why would you not want? to do the best that you could with it. Like, why would Literally. you steal from it and cheat on it? And, like, I don't know. It just... it That shit is just fucking crazy to me. Like, I don't understand it at all. It's wild. That is wild. Religion is a wild... I hate that. Yeah. I, I, and it's... Honestly, it's people like that that make me weary of even trying to dip my toe into religion. Mm. Because, like, I don't want to accidentally get sucked into the wrong thing and then have my life, like, Mm -hmm. stripped from under me. Because, like, yes, there are success stories of people who come out of situations like that and they are able to rebuild and they are able to come back from it. But that's not always the case. No. You can televise these success stories as if it's something that anybody can do and everybody can get out and be okay, like, sure, in mm. some circumstances, Maybe. but not all those, not everyone has the kind of support that it takes. Not everyone has the people fighting for them. Not, like, you can't just walk out, for cults, for example, exactly. you can't just walk out of a cult and be like, I need help. Yeah. I need help. No. Anybody. You don't even realize what's happening. Exactly. And, like, I personally, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I am exactly the kind of person that cult people are looking for because, like, I don't, I'm stupid. Like, I am so gullible. And, like, if you can get me to believe something, like, I will. And I'll wholeheartedly believe it because, like, I I just trust people right away. And that's maybe not the best thing, but, like, I just believe that people are always trying to be good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what you'd want from people like that, from your preachers. That's what you'd think. You know, this reminds me, actually. So when I was in college, um, I think it was my freshman year, There, these people weren't televangelists because I didn't see them on TV, but there were these, um, it was like a handful of people that would come to the campus and they would, like, stop you on your way to class and be like, we have service on this day, and, like, we do this and this and this, and I'd be like, okay, like, no thanks, Mm -hmm. I'm good. And then if you saw them multiple times, they would stop you every single time. One of them, um, I also am sometimes too kind of a person. Mm -hmm. So I being a somewhat mostly naive (laughs) 18, 19-year-old just casually walking through my campus someone stops me to talk to me about god i'm not gonna say fuck off because that's rude and i'm not like that Mm -hmm. so i stop and i kind of entertain them for a minute and i'm like yeah no like i gotta go you know i got things to do one of them um i don't remember why i did this and i will never again (laughs) 
Some of one of them got my phone number somehow. No. I obviously I gave it to them. They didn't like find it somewhere. <laughs> I gave it to one of them, but um like somehow they continuously texted me. Like I don't remember if it was every day or every week, but I would constantly get these weird text messages. So I finally blocked the number that was texting me. And then a new number started texting me that was stating it was the husband of the said number of the lady who had been trying to get a hold of me. That is so yeah. not okay. That's super weird. After that, no. Mm-mm. No, no, no. And honestly, i <clears throat> not trying to be controversial here, but like the rule of keeping religion separate from schools I kind of agree with, like, to a certain extent. Like, if a kid wants to, like, pray before they eat their lunch, let them do their thing. Like, it's not hurting anybody. But if someone is in the hallways with, like, a blow horn, like, stating all of these... Yeah. That's a problem. But, like, if it's just something small, like, these kids want to pray before they eat their lunch, fine. That's fine. But you cannot have people actively... On your campus, outside, I remember when I was in middle school, there was people outside, like, just outside of the boundaries of the school, handing out miniature Bibles Mm -hmm. to middle schoolers. Yep. Like, this is just a constant thing that has gone on Mm -hmm. our entire life, and we're just, we're numb to it. Like, it's normalized at this point, and that is not how it should be. No. Like, if you want to seek it out. That is fine, exactly. but you should not be pushing it on people and forcing tiny Bibles on them. Yeah, exactly. That's Literally. weird. I think it's to go like a little bit into like a topic that we'll probably cover again later. Oh. Um, it's it's really funny because like a a large portion of the Christian community talks about um their big thing now um instead of being openly homophobic they um talk about how it's not right for kids to be taught that in schools it's not right for kids to be oh where was i going with this hold on i had like a whole thing oh that like they basically just don't want they feel as though it's being forced upon their children and it's changing their children's minds about things and like it's forcing these ideals onto them but is that not exactly that's the same that is not exactly what christians do to their children and what people straight heterosexual people do to their babies they put them in these onesies that are like oh what what are the fucking onesies that's like oh it'll be like lady killer or if if it's a boy or um they'll have what am i trying to say Basically, they sexualize their kids. Like, straight people sexualize their kids all the fucking time. Like, constantly, from the day that they're born. And... Sexualize Sexualize... Yeah, because that's what... That's what they're doing. They're pushing that, like... Oh, they're, they're like, pushing their ideals of what they want their kid to be. Exactly. And, like, that's what... That's just what people do. Like, people raise their kids how they're going to be raised. Well, even just saying this you were like oh people think this and that about i can't even remember exactly what you just said because i was but it's kind of i was just thinking about the same argument that people have video games oh Mm -hmm. it was the you can't like i it's changing my kid's mind it's doing this it's doing that i don't want it Mm -hmm. that's the same argument for video games bro Mm -hmm. literally the same argument it's making my child violent it's making my kid this Nobody is making your kid anything. Your kid makes up their own mind based on what they see. If you don't want them to see certain things, just, like, on it. Like, I'm not a parent. I can't tell people how to parent. Oh, yeah. But to me, it seems as easy as, like, if you don't want your kid to do something, you don't want them to be around something, like, obviously you don't want to be, like, a helicopter parent that, Mm -hmm. like, controls every single thing your kid does. Yeah. But, like set boundaries set like rules and regulations so that they know when they get older like what is okay and what is not okay like don't let someone push something on you if you Mm -hmm. want to learn about it if you want to you know see what it's about that's your choice but it shouldn't ever be 
like, should never be taught in schools. Like, if you want your kid to go to a Catholic or Christian school, there is that yeah. option for a reason. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's just, it's crazy to me because, like, they, they being the Christian community, they just do all of the things that, quote-unquote, gay people do. Um, and they say that, it, they just say that it's wrong because it's gay or that it's, which, again, something that we'll talk about probably later in another... Yeah, we're also kind of branching off from televangelism. Branching off. <laughs> um, it's not even in the original Bible that um, homosexuality is a sin. It literally talked about how man shall not lay with boy, meaning don't be a fucking pedophile. Literally. And then they, um, like in the 50s, um, a German Bible changed it, and then um, an American translation picked it up, and now that's why it says homosexuality is a sin in the Bible, instead of pedophilia is a sin, which is honestly a lot more of a fucking issue. Again, an episode or a topic for, <laughs> for a different episode. episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just think it's wild, and then these people come on, get to come on TV, and they get to preach these things to... How many of you had those memories of waking up to those commercials as a child trying somebody trying to force that on you? It Also, it's what? really weird placement. Like why telemercial, like telemarketing, like not telemarketing. I think it's why really why think that it's for that exact reason. Because So it can seem so, like a message from God yeah, because it just it woke you up out of your sleep. George Lopez! Woke me up out yeah. of my sleep. Give me a break. That was more of a message from God than anything. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Get up. That's some funny shit. He's watching. Jeez. Oh, what a crazy topic. Yeah. If you guys, if you guys know anything else, or like, there's something like there's a person that we didn't talk about that's super big. Let us know because this stuff is super interesting. Mm -hmm. Like this is definitely stuff that we're gonna touch on again in the future. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, and if there's some televangelists that you feel actually are good and you feel deserve to be represented as well, let us know. True. And I am more than happy to talk about the good Christians because I know there are a lot of them out there. I just personally don't have a lot of experiences with them, unfortunately. Yeah, me <laughs> either. By a hateful Christian, so you know how, how it be. be. But we'd love to hear about your guys' experiences and um, just what you have to say on the topic. That is always, 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 like we said before, this, we do it for you guys. And um, in return, that means we love hearing about what you guys have to say about this kind of thing. So let us know. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I think that's basically it. Um, if you guys want to do some research... Um, I super light on the research, if you couldn't tell. I was a little vague on a lot of stuff, but um, you can always do your own research. Um, this was just a really interesting topic to me. I picked it because I think in a time of how the, in the state of the world, the way that it is right now, um, a lot of people are vulnerable. Um, a lot of people like us are vulnerable. Um, and I think it's just really important to be aware of people trying to take advantage of you and people saying that they're doing the right thing. Um, you just look into it a little bit more. Um, make sure that you don't get taken advantage of because that's not what anybody wants. Um, and that's not what anybody deserves. Um, you should be able to look into your religion, find your spirituality, do whatever you want um, in a way that's not harmful. Um, so yeah. Um, I guess that kind of just ends my little uh, spiel for today. That was my topic. Yeah. That was awesome. I, I really Mighty topic. That. that was yeah. super good. Hell yeah. I hope so. Mix spice. The mix spice. All right. All right. Well, Are we ready, to, ready to jump into some song recommendations? Song rickies? Yeah. Hell song yeah. rickies? Song Ricky. All right, I'm gonna take the reins on this song recommendation first. So I don't honestly remember if I've already recommended this one of these one of this guy's songs, but his name is Jordy, spelled J O R D Y, 
Mm. He is a gay artist, and I just find all of his music a lot more relatable than music that comes from a straight person, just because it really <laughs> is two separate communities, you know? some Absolutely. The gay community gets it, and the straight, they do it different. But, they do it different. <laughs> the, That's fair. Um, mm -hmm. Right. The song I want to recommend is Better In My Head. It's off of one of his newest albums. Oh, and I didn't it, really have I mean, a semi-newer. I think it came out at the very end of last year, right around the holidays. So, <laughs> this song is called Puck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say fuck it, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> okay, I'm recommending fuck you, so. <laughs> Jesus, alright. <laughs> <laughs> so my song uh is better in my head by jordy and the song is about um like just like everyday hookups and how it they're pretty much meaningless and what he's talking about in the song is he wants something a lot more than that and it's he the reason he continues to do this like continues to hook up instead of finding like an actual relationship is because he thinks it's going to fill this void in him. I know, Logan, I kind of kind of think of you <laughs> right here. Like, I need to listen to this song. You, you do. <laughs> um, he always thinks it's going to fill this void, but he ends up feeling just as empty right afterwards. And it's like, as he quotes, it's always fucking better in my head. So, highly recommend going to listen to that song. It kind of hits deep, and it's a bop. It's just very catchy, and I, I love that song. Fuck hell yeah. yeah. And I would also recommend Jordy, just as an artist, because he has some really good songs. And he's a really good voice, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess I'll do my song recommendation next. Um, so this is very... Um, how should I put this? Offbeat? <laughs> Oh, from <laughs> what we normally recommend you guys this when i tell you the first time i heard this song it put the biggest grin on <laughs> my <laughs> face so the title <laughs> the title should make you laugh a little <laughs> so the song is called i fucked your mom where <laughs> your is just capital y lowercase r and it's by, it's by Sorry Mom. <laughs> so, it's a bop. It goes hard. It's a really, really weird song. Yeah. Don't listen to it around anyone who's, like, conservative. <laughs> yeah. <or your> <laughs> but it is a very fun, like, relatively catchy song. It'll definitely get stuck in your head for oh, yeah. three to five business days. Absolutely. <laughs> But check it out. Definitely worth at least one listen. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good. Um, Jesus okay, Christ. So, <laughs> um, my song recommendation is going to be a song called Fuck You by Lily Allen. Um, it Honestly, it's just like really cute. Um, she has like, it's very light and bubbly. And it sounds like... Um, it gives me Mr. Sandman vibes um, or like lollipop, you know, like the old like barbershop quartet, like female voice type of things. Um, and the whole song is just about like saying fuck you to people that don't like what you're about. And I love it. So oh, yeah. I think you should definitely check it out. It's light, bubbly. Um, I think it would honestly put a grin on your face, too. So, yeah, those are those are our song reckies for the and just as a reminder um spotify is still in the process i literally don't use spotify so I, it's up to it's up to one of these bitches to get that playlist started. <laughs> we're trying we honest to god we really can't figure out a way to get a playlist started because there's some things that we can't figure out how to switch around so basically for now, 
all we have is the Apple Spotify playlist, or not Spotify, all we have is the Apple playlist that Chris puts together. <laughs> Apple Spotify. So if you want to see, like, the songs that we recommend, um, you can find it on Apple Music as of right now. Um, we're gonna really try and work on it over these next few months to get that Spotify one up and going, but we're having some real technical walls that we're hitting, so... Just bear with us for a little bit. We told you guys we'd get active on Instagram, and we did that. So mm-hmm. we're we're going in the right yeah. direction. You just gotta yeah. bear with us for a little bit. Baby steps. Baby steps. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you can always just look up the songs yourself. You know, you can always hit that you know back thirty second button on the podcast and just, just listen to what we just recommended. Very true. But yeah, I think that about does it for our recommendations. Hell yeah. And that's it for this episode, y'all. Well, all right, you guys. I think that just about wraps up our televangelism episode. Uh, go ahead and tell us what you thought of it. <laughs> you can do that uh, by emailing us at theminorities at gmail.com. You can also follow us wherever you're listening to this on, but whether that be Spotify, Apple, Podbean, Pandora, um, anywhere you get your musical things that go into your holes on the side of your head, that's where you can listen to us on. True, and you can also keep up with us on Instagram. Um, the same as our Gmail at the minorities. That's T E A S at the end. Yeah, same for the Gmail. True. Um, you can stay pretty up to date with us. We're very active on Instagram as of late, so you can keep up with us there. Um, don't forget to leave us a comment and like. Make sure you share it with anybody who you think would like it, or even someone you think who wouldn't like it. <laughs> exactly. Um, we would cool. love. True, yeah. We love stirring the pod just a mm-hmm. little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, just make sure you guys share it. Let us know what you think and get in touch with us. We really, really want to hear from you guys so bad. Mm-hmm. Please, 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 please. The only way that we find things to talk about is by hearing people's opinions on things. So Very true. You know, give it to us. There's no <laughs> tea if we ain't got nowhere to get it from. Exactly. No tea without the leaves. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll see you next next time. Bye. Oh, Oh, Lord. Why why does it make you lag so bad? You do the three, two, one, and it's like we're off beat by just a second.